The following is a sermon from the Vicar at Sure Foundation, a church located in Woodside, Queens, New York, the world's most diverse community. For more information and for more audio content, go to sure-foundation.org. Grace and peace are yours through our Lord Jesus Christ. My brothers and sisters in Christ, I don't have any palm branches to give you this morning. I don't have any trumpets or I don't have any trombones. But what we are going to do is we're going to read the Palm Sunday account. And some people will wonder why we have this account for this Sunday. But really what we're going to see today in our sermon as we read, as I go through the sermon, but also as we read through the lesson, is this is really a summary of the entire plan of salvation that we have. And it's a perfect gospel lesson to lead us into the Advent year. So if you're in the church, open up to page nine. And if you're at home on Zoom, I invite you to open up your Bibles to Matthew 21, verses 1 to 11. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethphage on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and at once you will find a donkey tied there with her colt by her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, say that the Lord needs them, and he will send them right away. This took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. Say to daughter Zion, see, your king comes to you, gentle, and riding on a donkey, and on a colt, the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus had instructed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and placed their cloaks on them for Jesus to sit on. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, while others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and those that followed shouted, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred and asked, who is this? The crowds answered, this is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. This is the gospel of the Lord. You can go ahead and debate me on this if you want, but I think that Jesus is the most debated figure in this world. Go ahead and ask anyone outside on the streets after the service, on your way back to your car or way back to the train or way back to the bus, however you got here, go ahead and ask anyone who's on the streets. Everyone is going to have an answer about who Jesus is. And you're probably not going to get the same answer from every single person. The question that the crowd asked this morning is the same question that everyone at some point in their lives asked too. Who is this Jesus. And we can learn a lot about who this Jesus is and who the identity of Jesus is from this text, and none more important than that this is a king who wants you to know exactly who he is. And we're going to see that through his omniscience, by his gentleness, and that Jesus comes to us as a king in unmistakable terms. And it happens immediately in this text. You can see it right away. You probably don't know what day it is in this text, but it's the ninth of Nisan. Anyone know why that would possibly matter? In Exodus 12, verse 3, 
it says that the Paschal lamb will be selected on the 10th of Nisan. And in Jerusalem, all the Israelites are there to celebrate the Passover festival there. And they've been hearing texts from Exodus. They've been hearing texts from the songs that talk about a coming king, a coming Messiah. And they're reminded of when the angel of the Lord passed over those houses in Egypt. So on the 10th of Nisan, on the same exact day that Jesus is coming into Jerusalem, that is the day that the Paschal Lamb is supposed to be selected for sacrifice. Is this coincidence? This, is this a coincidence that this happened? Talk about timing if this is the case. But this can't possibly be anything but coincidence. This is knowledge of what's happened and what has happened in history and foreknowledge of what is going to happen to come. And Jesus knows all of history because he's the one who wrote it. All of those prophets in the Old Testament that we read about, talking about the prophecies of the coming Messiah, of the coming King, they're just repeating what Jesus said to them through the Holy Spirit. Jesus knows his history better than all of the leaders of the law who wanted to pin him down for messing up because he was the one who wrote that law for them. And Jesus knew his history and his Bible so well that he knew exactly what moments and what events to repeat for the people to see that day. We've got some prophecies here in our sermon today from Zechariah, and we have some from the Psalms as well. But this whole scene is, the, the only way that I'm able to describe it is kind of like a kaleidoscope. Everyone knows what a kaleidoscope is, right? The ones I've seen are like a telescope, and you turn a little bit of the, of the telescope, and you put some of the images together, and then they end up mixing. This is, in a sense, like a biblical kaleidoscope. It's mixing all of the prophecies that we see in our text today, but it's also mixing in the memories that the Israelites have of their two greatest kings, David and Solomon, riding into Jerusalem on donkeys themselves. We see that in 2 Samuel, and then we also see that in 1 Kings. Combine those memories of what these crowds around Jerusalem have already seen, seen on their, in their physical kings coming, and combine them with what we see that Zechariah has recorded, that the king of kings will come lowly riding in on a donkey. And we can see that this is only something that could have possibly been drawn up in eternity. But Jesus' omniscience isn't limited only to what has been written about him and written in the past. When we say that Jesus knows everything, we mean everything. Every single thought that the disciples had, every single plot that the Pharisees were trying to pin and capture Jesus with, he knows all the thoughts of the crowds as he gently goes in on his donkey into Jerusalem. He knows all of those sin-filled thoughts that all the people in the crowds had because sin-filled thoughts have a, pot, have a way of coming out of us in ways that we don't understand. He knows exactly what's going to happen to those disciples as they go into the town next to them, exactly where they're going to find that donkey, and exactly what the owners of those animals are going to say. And he knows for sure well exactly what's going to happen to him in a few short days in Jerusalem and on Golgotha as well. He knows. He knows everything. And his omniscience reads right through the lies that we tell ourselves about ourselves. His omniscience reads right through the ways that we try and talk about ourselves, the way that we try and justify 
ourselves and the world. His omniscience reads right through it and shines a light exactly on the thoughts that we hope don't see the light of day. His omniscience knows everything. He's all-knowing. And when we say that he's all-knowing, we mean that he knows everything. And that means he knows exactly how to come to the crowd in Jerusalem that day. And that's gently, tenderly. He knows exactly what was written about him, and he knows exactly how the crowd was supposed to see him come in that day. It was just as he had to, just as Zechariah had foretold. He came gently as someone who you would want to come up to and listen to. Jesus had every single right to come in, guns a-blazing, fire with a chariot, with a white steed. If he came in like the Lone Ranger, he would have a toothpick in his mouth or a pistol brazen from his hip. But he came not like all the other kings had come, not like, ever, like the Israelites had seen before with these other kings who were trying to conquer this kingdom. Jesus came lowly. He came victorious. He came exactly as the Israelites were supposed to look for their coming Messiah and their coming king. And Jesus knows exactly what Zechariah said and exactly what he should do so the Israelites would know who he was and that all the people in Jerusalem would know exactly who to go to. And they knew to look for Jesus. He comes gently to them so they can identify him as the true king. And he comes gently to us and in the same way to verify all of these prophecies so that we can know that he's true too. He didn't just come gently to the people in Jerusalem, he comes gently to us too. Jesus spoke in a way that was, that was different than any of those Israelites had ever heard before. He spoke powerful law, but a life-changing gospel, that the Messiah had come, that the King of Kings had come and was right there. Jesus spoke in a way that all of his people would be able to recognize his voice. Like sheep know their shepherd out in the plains and in the grass, we know our, the voice of our shepherd too. We know where to identify our Savior, and that's here in this text. Just as he knew exactly where the disciples were going to find that donkey too, he knows us so well. Because he knew where, all, where those events were going to take place in the future, where the, the donkey was going to be and what was going to happen to him in Jerusalem, don't think for a second that he doesn't have a plan for you, too. And as us, as lost sheep, as we look for our shepherd, we know our shepherd's voice, and we know where to go to get grass, and we know where to go to get water. We know to come to his word, look for what he has said about himself, look for where Jesus has defined what his prophecies are. And we know that Jesus knows us because he's lived a life like us. He's lived on this earth. He's faced the same temptations that we have. We don't have a God who's just aloof or pretends that he doesn't know what's going on down here. We have a God who's lived it, who's lived every single temptation. We have a God who gets us, who gets us and knows how to talk to us. He's not a king who is far away. He's a king who is nearby, gentle, and close to us. It might seem pretty academic or lethargic that we have to rehash who this Jesus is in the world. But Jesus can get pretty mistaken in this world. And he can get pretty twisted. And lots of people are going to try and twist who Jesus is. 
If you go out and ask anyone on the street, like I suggested at the beginning of the sermon, you're going to find all kinds of answers about who Jesus is. And it probably isn't what Jesus has said about himself. What you're going to find is you're going to find some people who think that he's like, he's a philosopher. He's done a lot of deep thinking and he's got some really interesting thoughts about how to live in this world. Some people are going to think that maybe he's just a morals guy. Maybe he just has a lot of different morals that you can follow in your life. And that might get you a, a little bit somewhere. And that might give you a little bit of self sense of security, but nothing more than that. Some people are going to look at him historically as just, he's a movement creator. He got a lot of people going. He got a lot of people to follow him. He had a really trendy message, but that message was good for 1 AD. That's not going to fit here in 2022. Some people are like in the crowd thought that Jesus was just going to become a physical king for them. That finally they were going to be liberated from Rome. If you're not too careful and go outside of what Jesus says about himself to find out who Jesus is, you're going to get lost and you're not going to actually know who this Jesus wants him to, you wants himself to be. But what Jesus did on that packed mule's back was to verify and to prove every single prophecy that was made about him so that you would know exactly who he was because he knew that people were going to try and twist who he was and his identity and they were going to put him on the cross to try and crucify him. He said that he is a king when he was faced in front of Pontius Pilate. He didn't back down from it. He said, yes, I am a king. He lived out these prophecies about him and preached about where his true kingdom lied so there would be no confusion about who he actually was. Jesus can be so many things to people in this world. But we shouldn't define him by what other people say about him. Just as I wouldn't ask someone in this room to ask and to create a characterization about you, I would go to you to ask who you are. So let's do the same for Jesus. Let Jesus describe himself and let him describe himself as he wants to be described as. And that's so much deeper than just a philosopher or a morals guy or a movement creator or a logo or a caricature or a catchphrase. He came gently and according to prophecy, and he came how we always wanted to be known in unmistakable terms so that those people in the crowd would know who he was and that you would know who he is too. And he's come as our savior. He's come to save us. He's come to save you. He's come to save you from all of the sins that you hoped would never be committed by yourself, but he's forgiven all of them. He's come to us who were so far away from him. And he came for us, lost sheep, to redeem us. And knowing how this king of kings wants to identify himself in the world, knowing how this king wants us to know exactly who he is in the world, we can join in with the crowd and shout Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. When Christ was born in Bethlehem, that was an occasion of his coming. When Christ rode into Jerusalem, that was an occasion of his coming. And we know that one day on the last day, the Christ is going to come again. And you'll be asked that same question. Who is this? 
you can take the stance of what the world has said that Jesus is, or you can take the description that Jesus has given about himself, that he's the king of kings. He's our shepherd. He's our savior. He's our savior who's come to pay for all of the sins of the world. And there's no reason to debate who Jesus is in this world because he's already made the definition about him so clear. We know his name. We know his voice. And we know where to go when we want to know who Jesus is. He comes as a lowly king, but triumphant, to come and take us home. Amen. Thank you.